Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Ray Andrewson, who's the executive director of the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Ray, welcome. How are you? It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Good to see you, my friend. What's new? Well, uh, quite a bit. Uh, here we are at the end of 2021. That's right. And where we started in 2020 uh, <laughs> to get to this uh, journey has been uh, quite a road for all of us, I would say. It has say. been. Yeah. It has been. So you're recently new to the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became executive director of the chamber. Sure. Well, our, our viewers know me as a broadcaster, right. uh, radio uh, person for many years, which right. I had my, my other career for 33 years I was in broadcasting. That's right. And uh, with WQUN uh, radio for 22 years, 22 and a half years. Right. And, and that came to an end Absolutely. in 2019. And what do I do, you know, as a person, uh, uh, shall we say, not in the salad days of his career, uh, would I do something different or stay in that career? So I, right. in that same career path and stay in broadcasting. And I explored other options. And I'd been involved with chambers of commerce before. Mm -hmm. uh, the Hamden Regional Chamber of Commerce had a show uh, on, on WQUN, then That's the right. Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce, then the Cheshire Chamber of Commerce. And we supported the events of the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce. You know, all the business events, yes, community events, too. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's just the kind of radio that we were doing. Right. So got to know the uh, chambers, served on the Hamden Chamber Board for six years, and learned sort of the dynamics, the inner workings of a Chamber of Commerce and, and how it promotes and supports local businesses. Uh, small chambers, Main Street chambers, like the Quinnipiac Chamber, or the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce. Right like the Hartford Business Alliance, bigger mm -hmm. organizations. Sure. And uh, you still need an advocate in Hartford and in Washington, and you need an infrastructure that helps to support the local businesses. So I had an opportunity to work um, at the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce for 14 months. The Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce is an affiliate chamber of the Greater New Haven uh, Chamber. Okay. Affiliate, so uh, we were given the opportunity to uh, move from the New Haven area to Wallingford, to right. where the Quinnipiac Chamber has their office. Now we serve the towns of Wallingford and North Haven. Okay. That's our beat. All right. Uh, Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce serves the region. So I've been there since March of this year and I have learned a lot. Okay. And I have the utmost respect uh, for people who run a business. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if they're solopreneurs working out of their house, small retail restaurant owners, um, you know, service providers. It's it's not easy. I mean, with, with HR issues. Right. Um, you know, with with uh, supply chains having to deal with that during during the pandemic. Absolutely, uh, it's it's been a challenge. You know, yeah. having to to be competitive, worrying about your tax structure. You know how how you can pay your bills. Uh, it is it is a tough thing to run a business, and I have a lot of admiration for business owners and employees. Absolutely. So you're two town. So you're involved with the with the chamber in the town of North Haven. So you know, you know my buddy Mike Frieda. Yes. Well, Mike Frieda has been first selectman for 14 years. Right. And uh, it's a very long run. Absolutely. Uh, if he were when the, this program is uh, recorded, right. uh, be re-elected uh, as first selectman, he will have been the longest serving, uh, assuming he serves out that term, longest serving right. first selectman in North Haven history. Absolutely. So he's been a mainstay there. In Wallingford, uh, William Dickinson, Bill Dickinson. Sure. Mayor Bill's been in office for 38 years. Oh, wow. That goes back to 1983 when he first was elected. Okay. So uh, he is running again. So right. obviously if he completes another two-year term, that's 40 years in office right. in Wallingford. So very stable governments in both Wallingford and North Haven. A friend of mine is, friend of the family, is the, you get, they have a town council in Wallingford? Yes, they do. 
a friend of mine is the chairman of the town council of Vincent Cervoni. Yes. And I, a couple years ago, was at a fundraiser for Vinny's re-election. He, so he gets me up there, introduces me. I was the only Democrat in a room full of about 40 or 50 Republicans. <laughs> Talk about very interesting, but I was actually very welcomed. You're it wasn't, it wasn't. You're outstanding in your field. Pete. Yes, and you're absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And you are outstanding in your field. Uh -huh. You're the only person who's a different political persuasion. Absolutely. And it is interesting because uh, there, there is a bipartisan cooperation in both yeah. communities. I mean, absolutely. Uh, on the local level that way. And, you know, Tip O'Neill famously said, all politics is local. Mm -hmm. And what he really meant is it's about the organi organizing. But I think at the end of the day, most people are are bipartisan. They're not partisan on a local basis in some right. ways. They just like getting things done. They're more pragmatic. Right. You know, they just want their communities to, to function well, good schools, good services, and, you know, fiscal stability and, you know, strong bond ratings so they can build, you know, additions to schools and, you know, put that, you know, renovate the library right. and put out, you know, some, some other public works projects. And, and that's what's attractive. You know, Wallingford and North Haven, are, are well-run communities, but also have a long history with industry. Mm -hmm. um, there are big steel plants uh, that are members of the Quinnipiac Chamber. Albrecht Steel was founded in 1924. Uh, Fred Albrecht was, a, was an immigrant from Germany and started in a very modest uh, building and has grown to an international uh, corporation now that has seven locations around the globe and including their, their North Haven headquarters, which is the international headquarters on Washington Avenue, and then the two steel uh, facilities there. Nucor Steel, which is the largest uh, domestic steel producer here in the United States, they have a facility which I toured with Mike Frieda. Okay. Very impressive to see how things are made. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and BIC and Allnex and these, these major industrial players create a lot of jobs. Um, there, there is a lot of manufacturing in North Haven and Wallingford. And it's, it impresses me how you can take a big uh, amount of steel, you mm -hmm. know, or, or a large slab of steel or right. steel rods, and make these very unique little tiny medical devices right. about this big. Absolutely. And I, I just am in awe the engineers and the workers who are capable of doing that. Right. Absolutely. Now, how big of a chamber is New Haven compared to Quinnipiac? So the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce has about 450 members. New right. Haven has about 1,250 members. Oh, wow. So combine that, that's a lot of firepower. Absolutely. So if you were to put out a blast email with the uh, Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce to our database, that's almost 2,000 email recipients when you join the chamber you have access to. Right, right. But sure. also if you're um, in uh, New Haven, you have access to over 6,000, almost 7,000 email recipients, uh, oh. so it's, it's pretty dramatic. And also our social media platforms, which reach thousands of people as well. So that's part of the chamber benefits. Um, I really do want to say this, and I will put a pitch in here to your audience that, All right. um, to, to consider joining the chamber. Mm -hmm. And why do I want people to join the chamber? Right. It is a community. It's just like what you do here with right. community access television that's to right. tie in the community. Right. A chamber of commerce creates community, leads groups, um, councils based on uh, small business council, human resource councils, uh, women in networking events. We bring people together. That's right. the basis of this. We do ribbon cuttings. Mm -hmm. I was at one Saturday. It was a delight to be there with those large scissors. 
and uh, cutting think, out the ribbon. I think I saw that. Yeah. I think I saw a picture of that yeah. online. Well, we tell the world what right. goes on. We're, we're broadcasters in a different way right. to, to sort of create and advocate on behalf of local businesses. Absolutely. Now, how has the Chamber of Commerce survived, especially during the pandemic? Great question, Pete. Really great question. It was a challenge last year. Right. Uh, when I was in New Haven, I was Director of Membership Services. Right. And what had happened through January and February was decent attendance at events. People were not afraid yet. That didn't come till March, right. socially separated. Um, but at that point, a lot of people were sent home. And we really hadn't gotten in the swing of things with Zoom meetings and WebEx yep. and Microsoft Teams. So we're kind of navigating and feeling our way of how to connect with people, how to, how to stay in touch. Mm -hmm. And I think we're all a little shell-shocked in late March and April. And then, of course, here in the Northeast, in Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York had the worst COVID numbers. I mean, we oh, were absolutely. the first in line to get hit. So it was a, a scary time for people, and a lot of people, sadly, you know, uh, died and, or were very seriously ill during this time. So it was scary for us all. We also saw that there was a lot of things closed. Yeah. So if you were in New Haven, it was almost dystopian. It reminded me of the worst times in New Haven's 70s, 80s, early 90s when the city was kind of declined, right. you know, and, and, and sort of dead at night, not much going on at some no. times. And I'd look out of my office window in New Haven and just wouldn't see street people walking the street. I mean, right. I came, I was working from home most of the time, but then I, by the end of the summer in early September, got back to work in New Haven. Okay. Same thing in Wallingford, um, you know, small businesses, uh, less so in a suburb, it's not as much of a crowd issue. Right. Um, but the restaurants were closed, small retail operations struggled, people weren't leaving their homes. So last summer and even into the winter was it was a really difficult time emotionally, oh, financially, yeah. and with the PPP loans, the IDL loans, to save small business, right. when the federal government came to the relief, really saved the economy mm -hmm. in many ways, a lot of small businesses just didn't have their paperwork ready to go, right. and they struggled. Uh, we saw this particularly, you know, in, in businesses of, of BIPOC, you know, uh, people of color, uh, in those communities that were historically dispossessed. They, they didn't have access to capitalize and have established banking relationships. Right. And that really was traumatic for these businesses. They, they, they went under. They, they, they were gone. Um, the larger uh, industries, I mentioned the industrial firms, their, their problem has been finding workers, keeping their staff safe, during COVID, you don't want a COVID outbreak in your no. with with hundreds of employees, but also supply chain disruptions around Absolutely. the world. It's very hard to get parts. You couldn't fulfill an order. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to build a house, lumber prices went way up. Um, couldn't find the right faucet. You couldn't find um, the right grommet. You know, the, something to go into your machine. Okay. So it, it, that's been that's been difficult. Uh, the good news is, I think we sort of caught. Uh, got what I would consider our sea legs. Mm -hmm. And you know, imagine yourself out on a sailboat on Long Island Sound outside of our studios here in Westbrook. Exactly. And you kind of can navigate. You understand mm -hmm. the rhythms of this. We got Zoom, we got WebEx, we got Microsoft Teams, we figured out how to work remotely, we figured out how to bring some businesses back safely. We figured out street dining, which is here to stay. Oh, absolutely. It's Paris everywhere now. Mm -hmm. We're all going to be outdoors absolutely. right through October and starting up probably late March and April. People absolutely. want to be outside. And if you can have those little cabins outside, little tents that are heated mm -hmm. all year round. Absolutely. So 
businesses adapted, um, they adjusted, and they survived. Right. Some sadly did not. Um, I think we held our own. I think what we're seeing now uh, is a real problem, not still just with supply chain um, issues and getting goods and services from around the world to come here to the United States, be in our ports, and then get to these places so we can make things and get them on the shelves. Uh, we still have shortages of, you know, paper towels and toilet paper, oh, for example, and other supplies. Chicken wings went way up. They doubled in price. Uh, yeah. Food prices are way up. We know absolutely. that. It's just, it's, COVID has caused all of this. It's just absolutely. turned everything upside down. Um, we're starting to see some improvement. The challenge we have right now is the labor shortage. Yeah. And people have made, and I would go on uh, uh, record as saying this, Th this isn't a matter of, you know, gee, we extend unemployment benefits, people are, they just don't want to work. Right. People just don't feel safe <laughs> in some right. cases. They may have small children or, or a parent, they're in a sandwich generation. Uh, yeah. They're caregivers. And they may be making life decisions based on their savings or maybe if they remortgage their house or something, take out another loan, uh, refinance. They're, they're making life decisions right now. So some people are not that keen on getting back into the workforce. Also, what we're suffering from, and economists do say this, right is decades of wage suppression. It isn't real easy being you know, a waiter or waitress at 7.50 an no, hour and of course not. taking tips, especially in the restaurant industry where you're not seeing a lot of traffic. Right. You're not making the money. No. And retail operations, all a host of industries have, have depressed wages over the years. And now we're seeing signs that say, hey, I'll pay you know, 18.50 an hour exactly. if you're in my restaurant. Uh, you know, I'll pay you here in my retail shop $16 an hour. Exactly. Um, and some people will come back for that, but some people are making other decisions um, where they don't want to re-enter the, the workforce. It's no, interesting. Definitely not. Ray, would you mind sticking around? I'll be here. We'll be right back. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Goodwill Find, you give your whole town a reason to celebrate because you're also funding local job training and placement programs in tech, healthcare, and more. Goodwill. Bring good home. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Ray Andrewson, who's the Executive Director of the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Ray, welcome back. Good to be here, Pete. Thanks, bud. Hey, Ray, so we were talking about in the first segment the what, what's happened over the last year, couple of years that we've been through the pandemic. But now let's talk about how, with the Chamber of Commerce, how you guys navigated doing events mm -hmm. as far as fundraisers, as far as networking events, because that, last time I knew that was a big part of being a mem member of a chamber, local Chamber of Commerce is getting out there, 
it net and networking your brand and networking your business? Great question. And it has been an adjustment because we had to go over to a virtual uh, format last yeah, year right. uh, for safe distancing. And a lot of the venues, the Omni Hotel, for example, was closed for a long period of time last year. And that's where we had our events, yeah. uh, Business Expo uh, at, at the New Haven uh, Chamber, mm -hmm. and uh, also the other hotels, you know, we're Wallingford and North Haven with the Quinnipiac Chamber. Right. So we did have to pivot to a virtual model last year for a lot of our events. This year, we've tried to bring people back safely. The Quinnipiac Chamber, we had our in first big in-person um, annual meeting okay. and awards uh, ceremony, which was out at the Farms Country Club out in Wallingford. And it was June 10th, it was just lovely. I mean, it was about 175, 200 people, and they just oh, wow. were so happy to be with each other after what we had been through. And it was a beautiful night weather-wise, and all the awardees were, were really happy to be there. Right. And we created safe distancing. This is when the numbers in May and June were down. Right. So we thought we almost licked this before the variant started to rear its exactly. ugly head in late July and August. Right. Fast forward to August, we had our golf tournament um, after we had a manufacturing career fair in July right. at the Best Western um, with our manufacturers. And then in July, we had our golf tournament. We had 120 golfers at the farms. July. And it, again, was a vibrant, happy event. We were able to be outside, great weather, Absolutely. outside on golf and also on the deck at the farms. Absolutely. Then we had our business showcase and career fair. We decided to incorporate a career fair this year because of the labor shortage and get some job applicants uh, mm -hmm. for some of our our core members who were there that, that day on September 30th at the Best Western Plus Hotel in North Haven. Sure. And we had good attendance, we really did. And we had 50 booths, we had restaurants who were there. And we did that in person, but mask required. Right. We had a dodge, I would say a dodge bullet, but we had to go back to a different uh, way of doing business because the Delta variant right, surge. The variants. Um, so fast forward again. Uh, right. We had you know two events where we had one Zoom meeting, which was a candidate uh, forum in North Haven, and then mm -hmm. we mentioned earlier the Candidates Forum in Wallingford. Right. Uh, that was live, in person, um, in, in a, a Calgany real estate on North Main Street. Okay. So that was small event, about, about 35, 40 attendees, small event, very small room. Um, and then we're looking forward on November 3rd to our Women Achievement Award. We're honoring six local prominent women who are leaders in their field in various categories. The woman of the year is Lindy Lee Gold, who has been on almost every single board, I think, in the state of Connecticut. Really? I mean, she's legendary for her, her incredible community engagement and public service. Uh, and she has been working on behalf of businesses with uh, the state of Connecticut and economic development now um, for quite some time and has right. been very effective at it. So she's our woman of the year. We have five other awardees. Okay. And. Uh, also, our, our Greater New Haven Chamber has their expo, uh, which will be virtual. Again, how to do events right. on the 17th. Some part virtual for those who would like to access it that way. Right. And live at the Omni on the 18th with keynote speakers and panels and the taste of New Haven. So we've, we've tried to do hybrid. We've tried to do a little bit of in-person. Right. And, and we're navigating as we go. Leads groups, you know, which we still have. Uh, the QNet leads groups, about 20, 25 people on our leads group. Okay sharing business leads, um, and, and some of our councils uh, are now meeting in person. Really? Our small business council, which is shared with the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce and the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce, goes out, we go out to a restaurant every month, we have a guest speaker, um, and we did in New Haven, 
during the month of October. Okay. And we'll go back to North Haven and Wallingford in November. All right. Uh, we'll have Tim Ryan, who's the Economic Development Coordinator for the Town of Wallingford, will be our guest. Okay. And we'll go back to New Haven in December. Uh, and, and it's a great way for people to, to network, to support a local restaurant, have a prefix menu. Um, but we're doing this differently. We're, we're, we're trying to mix it up a little bit. Right. Uh, nobody knows for sure 100% they want to do 100% Zoom? No. I don't think so. No. 100% live in person? I don't nah, think so. No. So we're really trying to figure it all out. Absolutely, absolutely. So in your opinion, how important is it to go out and support your local business, especially in the times that we're experiencing now? It's critical. <laughs> it's vital. Um, you know, and, and we do live in an, in an age when you can just click here, get mm -hmm. something delivered to your door. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I like Pete Mazzetti and his mug. Right. I want to get this in my hand here in this studio. Absolutely. I, I don't want to click, drag, and have a little mug delivered, delivered to my front doorstep. No. Uh, yeah, I think it's more fun to engage with people. I like service. I oh, mean, absolutely. personally, I find that um, clothes shopping online can be a challenge. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, because you don't always get uniform sizes. Absolutely. The colors may appear and present a certain way. Then you get that shirt you know, or that necktie or whatever you ordered um, mm -hmm. in, in, in at your doorstep. It's like, hmm, no, yeah. I, I don't want it. Now you have the hassle course of sending mm -hmm. it back. Mm -hmm. um, it's much more fun, I think, to go to a store oh, and absolutely. to engage with somebody who can help you and show you how to navigate their, their operation and their retail. And I think we all would agree, um, you know, we're, we're living in a culture where people don't join things as easily. Right. Um, we're living in a culture where we're on social media, we're engaging with people maybe in Pittsburgh and, and uh, you know, in Kansas City more than we are <laughs> one town over. Absolutely. Um, but as you've mentioned over your 16 years of doing this program, you get great pleasure out of being in a community. Of oh, knowing oh, the yeah. people on Main Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, say how to do, how you been, um, handshake and a high five you know yeah. or a hug once no. we get back to that Absolutely. and i think we i think that's what we want i think that's the kind of culture we want um, and also supporting local businesses supporting local jobs right the jobs are here yeah uh and that's so critical if you're going to support supporting a local restaurant um, also keeps that restaurant going and moving forward to support local businesses where people work oh yeah it's a symbiotic relationship absolutely especially during the pandemic, we did, me, my mom, and my dad, and we still do, take out a couple times a month. Yeah. We call up and either go get it or go, we'll spend us, we'll go out on a Sunday afternoon, late lunch, early dinner, and go, go, sit, go sit somewhere and have dinner, or if I'm out doing something and my mom's out, my mom's at work, and my dad's, my dad's actually recently retired, so we'll see what we want and then we'll go to the local restaurant and call in or, or go online place the order go pick it up it's really important especially now to go ahead and support your local restaurant because they're yes they're the ones that are really having a hard time absolutely and when we say support business support really is um these are not charities no uh, no no <laughs> but, but but the reason you support them is not because they're a charity right um, you know, they still are, as a business, they should, and they're under an obligation to provide a good product, a uh, good yeah. service. Um, but if you're supporting a local business, you're, you're not only 
filtering and putting money back into the economy, but you're also helping that neighbor, that neighbor who has a mortgage payment, right. the neighbor has a car payment, Absolutely. the mortgage is trying to put the kid, the, a child through college, or, or maybe they you know, have a medical condition too where they have to spend a little extra money out of pocket. Um, you know, we're living in a time we have to think that way. We have to really look at the people that are on the, in these Main Street businesses as people and, and who have an invested, you know, they're stakeholders in our community. And that's where local really, really helps. Uh, and, and I would encourage people to buy local. Absolutely. Now, if people, speaking of buying local and supporting your local Chamber of Commerce, if people want more information on the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce, where are they going? Oh, come tap me on the shoulder. I'll start up at your doorstep. All I'll right. Be, I'll be right over, folks. <laughs> no, <laughs> Here I come. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, first, our website is Quincham. Q-U-I-N-N-C-H-A-M.com. Quincham oh, yeah. is in Quinnipiac Chamber. Right. Quincham.com. All right. The chamber office is 203-269-9891. Okay. Uh, and you will receive all the information from our chamber that way. Very happy to talk with you, get to know about your business, and, and see how we can help you. Uh, all size businesses, I, I, I might add. Absolutely. Uh, also encourage you to check out some of our events. You yeah. can come to our ticketed events. Um, we do have a business after hours. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can you can join in as as a guest. Right. Uh, put your toe in the water, as it were, uh, and and that's important. Oh, you know? absolutely. And and what we'd like to say, uh, and and our, our our regional manager of membership and services, Gary Carliglio. Yep. And and Maribel Carrion is our operations manager. Been with the chamber for 21 years and knows the community inside and out. Knows how the chamber works. Okay. Um, Gary and Maribel are also there to help, and they can, uh, particularly Gary, can give you a platform, real, place you in, 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 a, in a spot with our membership that makes the most sense for you. Cool. And the idea is to connect you to other businesses. Right. Uh, that's uh, not just empty words, that's what we do. We work hard at that. Ray Andrewson from the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. We're about to run out of time, so I want to thank you for coming down. Always good to be with you, Pete. Thanks, buddy. Thank On behalf you. of Ray Andrewson, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next time.